everybody. Welcome back to the DevThink podcast with your hosts, Sean and Nicola. And today is another one of our apparently popular links episodes. See where I thought we were being lazy. Other people really enjoy having this information brought to them because apparently they have things called lives and can't be trolling the internet for interesting stuff. So with that in mind, Nicola, what have you trolled the internet for recently? So here's a question for you. Do you know about a guy named Simon Sinek? Simon Sinek, maybe? Well, you know, depending on how you pronounce it, but we would pronounce it Simon Sinek. So there's that, right? But yeah, however you pronounce it, yes, Simon. How did you say Simon, Simon Sinek? Sinek, I think. Uh, Sinek. I definitely have heard the name. I'm not going to pretend I know who he is, but I think he's well-known for some specific, speaking on some specific topic. Uh, yeah, speaking on a lot of them, uh, actually wrote, I believe, few books. Uh, Leaders Eat Last is one of them. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the other one, which I actually even read. So uh, do, start do, with why. And he's excellent. Done start with why. And uh, that's yes. from me doing a Google search. Uh, yeah, Google for the, to the rescue. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, start, both both great books. Start with why and Leaders Eat Last. But the link that I'm referring to here is actually a YouTube video to his uh, talk at Live to Lead in 2016. And the title of it is Most Leaders Don't Even Know the Game They're In. And honestly, like if I go now and summarize this talk, I can't because I will be talking for, you know, additional X amount of minutes. Uh, so I'm just going to title it or tag it or whatever as one of the talks that you need to listen to because it's awesome. Uh, I'm going to just give you one brief example of how he talked when it, you know, with, you know, the big players, right? Apple, Google, Microsoft, whatever. And this one example of where he did a, a talk at, you know, the Microsoft something, something, and they gave him this awesome tablet. And weeks later, he's driving with, uh, in a car with, you know, an Apple, some Apple CEO or not CEO, CEO was only one, you know, one of the executives from Apple. And he shows him this device and actually he goes like, hey, you know what? I really got this device and it's really freaking awesome. And the guy just goes like, yes, I believe you. So to circle back a bit where he talks about this, where Apple is, for example, focused onward, what they're going to do, how they're going to hap, uh, help, for example, teachers, how they're going to help, I don't know, firefighters, firefighters, firefighters i just made this word up and then i used a really hard one for me anyways whereas for example microsoft when he was there they were like hey how can you help us beat apple so they were you know kind of like struggling with apple whereas apple was not struggling with anybody else they were thinking forward and uh so just, this is just like one example from this talk. Uh, and it's awesome. He also touches up on uh, millennials and, and yeah, on a lot of stuff. Really good talk. Awesome. Good job, Simon. Simon. Simon Simon says. Excellent. Yeah, I definitely heard his name before. So cool. Check him out. All right. My first, um, and we've had a talk before, uh, a whole episode on frameworks. This is a t an article titled Stop Learning Frameworks. And it's from a blog post, a uh, blog called Life Hacks for Developers. And he, this person is not anti-framework like I am, but his point is that all frameworks do the same thing. And if you learn 
every framework that comes out, you're very quickly going to stop learning anything new that's actually going to help you do your job better. You're only going to learn something that is eventually going to be obsolete and not used anymore as some other framework comes along a bit later. So you should limit the amount of time you spend learning certain things. And I don't think this is necessarily framework specific, and I don't really know that he meant it to be read that way. I think the idea is that there are many things, fads, libraries, plugins, frameworks, all kinds of goodies that come along, even IDEs or things like that, which there's a hot one this month, there's going to be a hot one next month, and if you learn them all, you're going to be wasting your time for no real productivity gain. Excellent. Okay. Interesting. I'm not going to get into that because as Sean, you said, we already did a podcast episode on the topic of frameworks where I sort of got beaten up, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So my next link is uh, from Yegor Bugayenko. And uh, the title of it is How to Avoid Outsourcing Disaster, where he goes in and this, you know, 30-minute YouTube talk, he explains kind of like pain points that they had with working with clients and how they basically were able to get, let's say, how they they were able to solve them. And... um, it's quite interesting. It's so this guy in general is quite, I would say, different. He wouldn't like, for example, when he comes to the client, he doesn't tell him, you know, uh, yeah, we're gonna do everything. Everything is gonna be fine. Blah 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 blah. He actually gives them the real life story. So you know, let's say let's say that he's authentic, and it's quite interesting. So yeah, if you want to check it out, please do. Most excellent. All right. The next one I have is from James Clear, and the title is What is Actually Required for Success? And Money. (laughs) Well, (laughs) if you want to get better at something. And before I go into what the article specifically says, let's say, like me, you're into microphones, and you research them, and you find out, you listen to reviews, and this one's better than that one, and... This one is better than the other one for this specific thing. This is good for indoors. This one's good for outdoors. This one's good for voiceover. This one's good for audiobooks, whatever. And you get all excited and, you know, you you buy this microphone or that microphone. And they're great microphones. Absolutely great microphones. Or if you play basketball, which shoes should you get? You know, do you want these or those Nikes or whatever? And this article explains that they're... For people that are already top of their game, like for people in the NBA, the the shoes they select might make a difference. It's going to make a tiny difference. But when you're already like one of the top few hundred best in the world of something millions of people do for free, maybe making you a couple percent better might actually make a difference. If you're the guy that does the movie trailers for, you know, the, the Avengers movies, maybe... If the microphone makes your voice sound 1% better, maybe it's worth spending $3,000 on it. But for the rest of us, especially for anyone going to get started, you want to start working out, you want to start running, get any old shoes that are comfortable and aren't going to hurt your feet. You want to start a podcast, get any microphone that doesn't sound like complete crap. And what he's saying is that when we look and do research 
when we try to find out what the experts do, what the pros recommend, they're already at a state where here's an example they give. Maybe a faster computer will make Stephen King a better writer. Uh, it's definitely not going to make you a better writer, that sort of thing. So don't waste your time on the stuff that's going to get you that last 10% toward being the top of your game when you're just starting. And especially don't get paralyzed. I can't start running until I can afford these shoes or that stopwatch or, you know, whatever, because that's just dumb. Excellent. Excellent. However, marketing wants you to think differently, right? That's why you exactly want those exact shoes that, so in example of, you know, basketball, Michael, Michael Jordan used to have, or has, uh, or, you know, name any new guy that's now atop of his game. And, uh, yeah, because that sells, right? Hey, you know, I'm going to have the exact same cleats as, uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has, right? For example, that's football, Sean. You know, the the actual football, yes. not the soccer not one. American that you... <laughs> football, right. Yeah. Cool. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And again, one of those posts where they're like, yeah, of course it makes sense. Uh-huh. James wrote it. Uh-huh. So I'm going to definitely remember it because of the way it's written. Yep. Cool. Uh, my next link is also a YouTube video. Yeah. You know, I didn't like to read this week, so I just watched YouTube. <laughs> Uh, it's titled is, uh, how to start a speech, uh, by Connor nail. And in just like eight minutes, the guy goes in and explains what are some good ways to start a speech. So he goes in and he says that one of the good things is to start with a question. Another one is start with a surprising fact. And he's like, uh, did you just ran out of, you know, surprising facts? Well, here's a news flash for you. Google, right? Google will give you tons of these surprising facts. And one of them that he uses is like, there are more people alive today on this very planet than the, all the people that died. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Really? And things like this, right? It Because, and then the last one is story. Once upon a time, what do you do, for example, when you hear once upon a time, you lean in, right? You lean in. So, uh, because here, here's the thing, here's what you want to do. You want to get hold of the audience and their, what's the word for that, man? I can, attention, right? You want to get their attention as soon as possible, because otherwise, if you don't, and if you start with, you know, hey, my name is Nicola and I do this, blah, blah, blah. You just invite them to take out their, and the guy uses a Blackberry as example. So I'm like, hey, how old is this uh, this video, right? Uh, so, you know, with this, you just invite basically people for, get them you, their phones out. And as he said, reconnect with, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, interesting. And we're not going to do it in this uh, this links episode, but this basically got me down the rabbit hole of Toastmasters. And I'm like, wow, how some people can deliver a speech is just remarkable. Now I want to join Toastmasters. Anyways, uh, that's my, I believe, last link. All right. So my last link, uh, and I totally did not do this on purpose, is from James Clear. It is <laughs> The Daily Routines of 12 Famous Writers. And 
it's really interesting because I've been interested in writing for a long time. I've read books on writing and I've always kind of wanted to be a writer, but I never really got anywhere with it. And apparently because I didn't read this. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting how similar they are. And this is people from, you know, different times, modern back to quite a while ago, male and female. And I mean, I don't really know how much more of a broad spectrum you can have in writing than just covering people over a century or more of both sexes. So it's interesting how similar they are in that a lot of them do it first thing in the morning. A lot of them have exercise as part of their daily routine. A lot of them have sleep scheduled. A lot of them have the idea in one way or another, and I'll use um, Jody Pickholt. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. I'll use her phrase, which was, you can't edit a blank page. So a lot of people talk about writer's block and how do they handle it, and some people just start writing. Some people will just write anything. Like, they'll literally write, I am sitting in a chair, holding a pen, and just see where it takes them, because once you get started, that's how you get going. And if you don't write anything, you're not going to be able to write anything. And remember that anything you write is going to be bad. Every single writer, even the best professionals, their first draft is not good. That's what the editing phases are for and the multiple drafts. So her phrase, you can't edit a blank page, is really inspiring. And it just gives you a bunch of just really just... I don't know. It's, I don't know what the best word is for this, but truisms about, look, here's what you do. You get up, you write, you make breakfast, you live your life, you exercise, you go to sleep, you spend time with your family. This is just what you do. There's no secret magical thing. There's no, no nothing that makes you a writer. It's like, okay, you're a writer now. Now you can go write. No, you become a writer by writing. Is one of those good things, right? Simple but not easy. Exactly. And it also goes in with uh, in Atomic Habits and also on our show where James Clear talked about this. Everything you do, you're casting a vote for what type of person you are. If you eat a healthy meal or if you exercise, you are casting a vote for I am a healthy person or maybe an athlete. And then when you eat candy or you skip a day at the gym, you're casting a vote for I'm a lazy slob. And you're never going to be perfect, but as long as you cast more votes in one direction than the other, you will become that person. You're not faking or pretending. You have voted yourself into that role. And if you want to be a writer, then vote yourself into that vocation by writing. Excellent. Repetition, repetition, and repetition. Cool. That's all links from each of us. Yes, and good stuff. And uh, sorry it's very James Clear heavy, but it's great stuff. So thank you for listening to the DevThink Podcast. Yep, James Clear you can contact us at info at DevThink. All right, that's it for that's this. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. In the future. Now, go accomplish bye bye. something. Bye-bye.